All right, friends, it's hoop ball promo time. This is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league all right friends it's hoop ball promo time this is big because this is our 2020-2021 NBA season product rollout, and I am so excited to tell you about what we've got. We almost never push our hoop ball products, but this is the window of the year where we need to power that engine. So let me tell you what's out. We've got our draft guide, our flagship's shining beacon to the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. We cover all over 400 players this season with future access pass to our Brewski 150. Now, if you don't know what the Brewski 150 is, I'm here to give you the need-to-know info. This is the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years and new this year for hootball we're unveiling our monthly membership plans featuring our fantasy pass draft guide brewski 150 our new dfs pass premium in-season tools as well as our wager pass for sports bettors everything you need we've got you covered 365 around the clock hoop ball tools is your one-stop shop for your nba treasure trove of fantasy need to know information all that you need and more check us out head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopball fantasy on twitter now check it out give us a follow get your tools and win your league the following is a hoop ball presentation Welcome to the Wednesday night edition of the Box Score Breakdown. Welcome back to the new year, Hoopball listeners. It is 2020. It is a brand new slate of games. I am Alan Srokey, joined by Kurt Beach. Kurt, the captain, how are you? Alan, I am living the dream good, brother. Looking forward to, uh, you know, new year, new me. Maybe hit some, some of those resolution goals that usually... Uh, fall by the wayside about a week into the new year, but we'll see if we can keep them going this year, man. How about you? I'm in the same boat. Uh, we were talking before we hopped on here that I'm uh, horrible at maintaining resolutions, which I'm sure a lot of us are. Uh, and my resolution this year is to be better at maintaining resolutions. So we're going to hopefully see that one through, uh, you know, hit the gym, eat right, sleep well, all that stuff. 
I you like know? it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the it's the new year, new me once again. Uh, and year. yeah, it's yeah. I hope you all had a wonderful and safe New Year's Eves yesterday. Um, we have a four game slate that we're going over tonight, which is pretty light for the Wednesday block. Uh, we have the Orlando Magic taking on the Washington Wizards. Uh, Orlando won that one, one twenty two to one hundred one. Uh, we saw Portland in New York go toe to toe with New York taking that 117 to 93. Minnesota and Milwaukee had a much closer than anticipated game. Milwaukee going 106 over the Timberwolves, 104. And the last game of the night, the Lakers in the Phoenix, which is at this at the time of this recording, uh, a complete blowout in the third quarter. But we'll get to that by the end of the show. Uh, Quick shout out, of course, as always, to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee Company. This podcast, like all shows at hoop-ball.com, is brought to you by our title sponsor, Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. Check them out on their website at hawaiianisles.com. You can find them on Amazon by searching for Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. And you can find them on Twitter at H-I Kona Coffee. That is H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. Hawaiian Isles, get yourself a cup today. So we're going to go ahead and just dive right into the first game on the night. It was the Orlando Magic and the Washington Wizards. Um, Jonathan Isaac is the big story in this game. He left two minutes into the first quarter off on a stretcher, uh, which what was diagnosed later to be a hyperextended left knee, which is, uh, by all accounts, considering the circumstances, a good sign. Uh, we were, you know, Everyone's fearing the worst ligament damage in the sorts when that sort of injury takes place. He's due to get an MRI tomorrow and we'll get more clarity as to how long he could be out. Best guess is that he figures to miss some time here, but we will wait and see on that. Uh, Nikola Vucevic led the scoring charge for the Magic in this one. Or actually, no, he didn't lead the scoring charge, but he was the best player in this game. 20 points, 12 rebounds, two assists and a steal for Vucevic on eight of 20 shooting, which isn't great. He hit three three-pointers as well. And he's going to continue maintaining that second round pace that he plays around. The leading scorer that I alluded to was actually DJ Augustine, who came off the bench with 25 points to go with nine assists, three rebounds, two steals, and two three-pointers, nine of 10 from the free throw line. He's been very good as of late, uh, playing pretty much in the top 80 over his last seven or eight ball games. Uh, you know he's just he's on a he's on a hot stretch right now. I'm not sure if you know he we don't kind of know what his ceiling is at, uh, especially coming off the bench behind Markel Fultz. But if you're in need, he he's doing some pretty good stuff at the free throw line in particular, getting you some assists and three pointers. I think if you're interested in any of those, he's worth a streaming spot, maybe at the end of your bench for until he cools off. Uh, elsewhere on this team, we have uh, Evan Fournier. We had 18 points in this one to go with four rebounds, two steals, and a block on seven of 16 shooting from the floor. Markel Fultz uh, also had a pretty good game uh, with 16 points, eight assists, four rebounds, two steals, and a three-pointer. And uh, Wes Iwundu, I believe, yeah, Wes Iwundu had 10 points in the starting lineup, filling in for the injured Aaron Gordon, who has a sore hamstring, I believe. He's day-to-day at the moment. But uh, Iwundu had 10 points, 6 rebounds, an assist, and a steal. He's not really on my radar in pretty much any setting. Uh, he doesn't really have a fantasy-friendly game. Uh, and then Terrence Ross 
is the other name to mention here. He had 15 points off the bench with a steal, a block, and three three-pointers on six of ten shooting. So, uh, Kurt, what do you see on the Magic side here? Is there anything else that you think is worth mentioning? Uh, not a ton, man. It's just nice to see that uh, J.I. may have avoided a catastrophic injury here when we when we heard that he was being carted off on a stretcher. That's never a good sign. And a knee injury is not good. I, I saw the clip on this, and his knee just like bent completely to the left. It, it did not look good, but uh, it sounds like we're hearing some positive reports since then, and he's thinking that he might not miss any time. And we know players are always a little more optimistic than the medical staff, but uh, it looks like he may have dodged a bullet there. Maybe he misses a week or so, but good news on the Isaac front. Um, one yeah. thing that I want to touch on just really quick was uh, Vucevic, who's number 20 on the season uh, per mm-hmm. nine cat ratings on Yahoo. In the last 30 days, he's number 10. So, you know, everyone was saying last year he peaked, and I think he did. But in the last 30 days, he's he's a first-round value. So, I don't know, maybe you could sell high on him. Um, yeah. But- no, I mean, he's still got that talent. You know, he's not going to finish the year as a first-round uh, player, but there's no, you're, I mean, you're right. He's still perfectly capable of it. And, yeah, there's definitely some room to capitalize on that while he's still going like he is right now. Yeah, and I, I like your take on Augustine. He's He's been to, doing pretty decent. You know, him and Fultz kind of trade off decent nights. And I was surprised when I looked up the rankings on these guys. Fultz in the last month is number 275 in 9-cat, and Augustine's actually 92. So that, that kind of surprised me. I guess I haven't been following Fultz as closely as I thought. So, I mean, I yeah. can't, can't really blame you for going either way. I think Fultz probably has the upside as the season goes on. But, like you said, if you need some assists, DJ Augustine... He's doing all right. Yeah, he's definitely worth. Uh, I think he. I mean, you know, he's just he's just hot right now, and uh, he's done this a lot throughout his career. These little hot streaks here, and I think it's worth you know capitalizing on a game or two while he's got it going like this. Uh, particularly if Isaac does miss some time here, so the shots are going to go around. I don't think there's one particular player who would benefit from Isaac being out, but with those extra shot attempts, um, you know, DJ Augustin. He's just gonna. I think he'll be relied a little bit more for the offensive skills that he brings to the table. And I guess on that note too, actually, it's worth mentioning that uh, Emil Jefferson is the guy who started for Jonathan Isaac after he went out, but he did nothing in this game. He had 13 minutes, two points, six rebounds, two assists, and a block. Uh, I don't think you're doing anything with him there. There's really no add to make in my mind if Isaac does miss considerable amount of time. Yeah, I, I don't think so either, but possibly Ken Birch in a deeper league, but you know, possibly. he got his opportunity when Vooch was out and it wasn't anything to write home about. So yeah, I'm not I'm not racing to the wire to pick anyone up if Isaac misses time. Yeah. All right, well, why don't we uh move on to the Wizards, Kirk? You got it, good sir. So, on the Washington side, you know, we got everyone banged up over here. Rui Hachimura's out for probably a couple more weeks. Mo Wagner, we got some cold water thrown on him recently. And they're saying he could miss another possibly three weeks, which is just a real buzzkill if you picked him up in the wake of Thomas Bryant's injury. Um, you could probably move on there. If you got an IR, I could understand holding him. Uh, because speaking of Thomas Bryant, he said recently that he thinks he's very, very close to returning. Uh, you know, maybe it's next game, maybe the one after that. They still don't have Davis Bertans, who went down on December 21st. Uh, a couple days after that, coach said that he was probably a good week away. So I own Bertans in a lot of places, really hoping that he's returning soon. Um, and with all these guys out, we have some crazy rotations going on. A lot of guys that are 
hot one game, quiet the next. We saw Jonathan Williams get a start today for 12 minutes and went for two points, six boards, and a block. Uh, Jan Mahinmi, he's been an okay deep league center in the last week or so. He had two points, two rebounds, two blocks. He had been better prior to tonight. Bradley Beal returned from, was it a sore lower leg, I believe? He had 27, 4, and 5, chipped in two three-pointers, a nice 9 of 10 from the free-throw line. Isaiah Thomas started but only saw 19 minutes for 9 points, 1 steal, 1 assist, 1 3. And I, I was reading that this was due to the Wizards starters just kind of getting run out of the gym. We also had Gary Payton, who played 10 minutes for 4 points, 3 rebounds. Um, he's been a really popular pickup in a lot of my leagues lately. I've been seeing people blow some crazy fab budget on him. Uh, I'm not super stoked about picking up any of these wizards just because I'm not sure who can I who I can trust. And there's so many guys that I don't know a whole lot about. They don't have extended pedigree. So Gary Payton, this is an interesting stat that I saw. Um, he's number five on the season in nine category ranks. Which is just crazy, but obviously that's only on, I believe, a four-game sample size. And in that time frame, he's averaged four steals per game. So that'll really, really buff up his numbers. I mean, that's probably equivalent to, on the scoring side, scoring about 60 points a game. I would I would probably hold on to him just because those steals numbers have been so nice, even though he saw the 10 minutes tonight. Especially if you're one of these guys who blew a lot of fab budget on him. I'd hold him for another couple games and see what happens. But again, I'm not really trusting anyone here this guy i'm probably gonna butcher his name uh saw 24 minutes Anzej pasechniks maybe you can uh, help me out with that one alan he had four think, points that was pretty good yeah he had uh four points 10 boards three assists he's been getting some of the extra run with the big guys out um and that run's probably coming to a close soon ish smith had 10 5 and 3 with a steal and a triple off the bench for 28 minutes uh, he's one of those more 16-team guys, I would say. Uh, Jordan McRae, this guy I also see flying off a lot of waiver wires. He saw 31 minutes off the bench for 15 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal. Um, in 9-cat in his last three games, without tonight factored in, he's number 29 on the season. So if you need a guy for threes, points, and assists, I could see that for a stream. Again, don't count on him long-term. If I were to plant my flag on anyone here who I think might have extended value on the season, it's tough, but I would maybe, I don't know, maybe say Troy Brown. He had 14-7 and seven tonight with an assist and a steal and a three. A lot of these guys, it's hard to tell which one's going to go off, and a lot of their fantasy games are very similar. Threes, points, assists. Um, other than that, Garrison Matthews, who broke out. They was getting some MVP chance in the last game. Only saw 17 minutes tonight. Uh, we were all pretty sure that was a flash in the pan, so you're not doing anything there. I don't know, Alan. What am I What am I missing here? What's What's your take on these Wizards? Well, uh, first of all, i got to give you props, because that was an impressive amount of different Wizards to go through. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, there's just... Consistency is the last thing you'll find with this team right now. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm not a huge Scott Brooks fan, but I'll give him credit. He's doing the best he can right now uh, with the personnel he's giving. Um, 
I think that you were. Uh, I liked your point on Troy Brown. If you were to pick any of these Wizards to have sustained value, it'd probably be him as well. I think the Wizards, you know, of all these guys, the Wizards have actually invested a good amount of capital in him. He was a lottery pick last season. Uh, he, he's got some defensive versatility that they can roll out there. He, he looked a little rough at stretches for this game. Um, you know, he, he the shot's been kind of falling in and out of favor with him, but if you know, he's been playing a good upper 20 minutes role over the last month. And I think in December, he finished outside the top 115, which is pretty much borderline cut territory in your standard settings. But it, it is, he does, ha- not only is the capital there to invest in him further, but I do think that he is the more talented guy here. Uh, Jordan McRae is a fine streamer in the short term until he just cools off because, I mean, what he's doing right now is just kind of crazy and yeah i mean i guess the uh the only thing uh we can really add on this wizards team is what what becomes of bradley beal down the stretch just because uh you know he i I read some reports about maybe not even reports maybe it's more just hearsay but a lot of the uh reasons that he didn't get rested down the stretch last season is because of the iron man streak that he had of, uh, of not missing any time well, we all, like you mentioned earlier, he's already missed a couple of games with this leg injury. Do you think that uh, without the streak to keep him afloat, does Bradley Beal get rested down the stretch for this team? I I think that's definitely uh, – I, I could see that as being part of it. What was it? Was something like 180-some games he'd played in a row? Yeah, something crazy um, like that. I could I could definitely see that. And as much as he says he wants to play, and last year, you know, he's like, I need to be a leader of this team. I'm going to play. I just – why – why run him out there for the amount of minutes that they're doing? They're they're going nowhere fast. Like, if they want to hold on to him as one of their franchise pieces, if it were me, and I, I was calling the shots here, I, I wouldn't be trucking him out there. I'd be down his minutes back in the second half, maybe around 30 or so. Uh, not saying that would happen, but if you're trying to protect your assets and you have all these guys going down, you know, you got John Wall hurt. Uh, I... I feel like not a lot of people were saying that he's going to miss time at the end of the season. And if you're in a rotisserie format, I understand holding him and getting the games out of him while you can. But in a head-to-head format, I would be pretty terrified of counting on him as potentially my first-round player in the in the playoffs. So I don't I don't own him anywhere just because I was scared of that. Um, what's what's your take on that, Alan? Would you? Uh, are, are you a little bit concerned, or do you think he'll he'll play out the year? Um, yeah, I'm I'm inclined to think that because they rode him so hard last year, that I would not surprise me at all to see him get rested down the stretch here. Um, I think a big component is that the Wizards actually have, obviously none of these guys are Bradley Beal, but they have like a really fun offense right now, and you have all of these sort of low-rung guys thriving in it. It, so, I mean, it's not like the, the Wizards are without people to throw out there, particularly right. if it's at the end of the year and they're trying to lose games, um, because they probably will be at, at a certain point in the year. You know, reality will set in, and they're going to be competing with a handful of other tanking teams. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make logical sense to have Bradley Beal putting his body on the line in, in meaningless basketball games. And of course, he's probably uh, of the mindset that he just wants to play to play, and you got to respect the mentality. But if I were a betting man, I would say that he is uh, a shutdown candidate towards the end of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. 
Yeah. Um, I guess that'll do it for about the Wizards. Do you have any closing thoughts before we move on to our next one? Nah, brother, that's it. All right. Well, then let's go on to um, a pretty interesting game tonight. It was the Portland Trailblazers visiting the New York Knicks. It's Carmelo Anthony's second time returning to the Garden since leaving them a couple of years ago. And uh, he missed them just about as much as they missed him. He was feeding off the crowd's energy all night. They cheered every time he had the ball. He ended up leading the, the game in scoring on 26 points, uh, 11 of 17 shooting, three three-pointers, seven rebounds, and nothing else. It was a classic mellow line, but he was great. Uh, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to knock him. But that is like, you know, that's New York mellow stats right there. And he just continues to surprise people and be a usable nine-cat guy uh, on this Blazers team. You know, it, it, you don't need me to analyze Carmelo Anthony. We all know what stat sets he brings to the table. Uh, you know, it's just keep riding him, I guess, at the end of your bench, you know, whatever role you see fit for him. Um, but the most interesting blazer on this team continues to be Hassan Whiteside, who inexplicably is continuing his first-round pace. He has got 17 points in this game with 12 rebounds, two steals, three blocks, Five, six of 13 shooting from the field, and he missed two free throws, five of seven shooting. But for the most part, his free throw shooting has come around, and that's why he's been so successful on the year. Uh, I think that he's going to be a guy, I mean, at this point, I've seen enough to believe that it's just going to maintain the rest of the season, um, barring an injury. Uh, I, I also tend to be on the side of the fence that I don't think uh, Nurkic, uh, you know, I, if he does return, and it seems like he will at some point this year, I, I really don't think that he's going to threaten Whiteside's role that much. I, I don't really know how, many, how much minutes this guy can handle. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but the bottom line is I think that Whiteside is kind of locked into an early round pace the rest of the way. We'll see about it, but that's where, that's where I'm at right now on it. Uh, Damian Lillard. In this game, he had a near triple-double. He had 11 points with 10 rebounds, 8 assists, uh, a steal in a three-pointer. He was horrible from the field. Only shot five of twenty. Uh, so you, you know the Blazers as a whole were pretty bad. Maybe having a little bit of a hangover effect by partying in New York City for New Year's Eve. Um, they shot below forty percent uh, as a unit from the floor, and none were worse than Damian Lillard in this one. Uh, Kent Bazemore, another guy who has been struggling with his shot all year long. He had nine points in this game, four of 11 from the field, four rebounds, uh, an assist and a block and one three pointer. I'm, I'm pretty much done with him in most settings. I just don't think that the consistency is there for him. Despite the consistent playing time, you would figure that he'd just be able to just fall into a steal, a block and a three, a game, but we're just not seeing it. It's just very low end stuff out of Kent so far. Um, you know, I, I think that his shot's been off the last oh, over a year now. That's always that's been a big drag to his game, but he's just he's just not consistent enough. Um, so I'm, you know, th th I think that one is definitely there's room for debate on how viable he is long term. But I just don't think that I want anything to do with him right now. And then the only other Blazer worth talking about on this team would be uh, C.J. McCollum, who finished with 17 points. Four rebounds and four assists uh, off of six of 16 shooting, another bad shooting line, and three three-pointers. Uh, Kurt, what do, you, what, do you, what do you think about uh, anything that I just talked about with the Blazers? I mean, what about the uh, – what are your thoughts on Kent Bazemore? I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I picked him up in a spot or two. 
when uh, you know we knew he was going to get some extended run. But the stat lines haven't been there. Even his defensive numbers that we've come to love from him haven't been as juicy as we would hope. And he's really not doing a ton more outside of that. So in standard leagues, I've moved on. If you got him in a 14-16 teamer, I understand. Um, piggyback on what you said on Hassan Whiteside, man. I picked him up, or not picked him up. I drafted him everywhere, usually around around five or six, and I was stoked to get him there. Uh, we heard a lot of talk, you know, with how much he got yanked around with Spolstra and that the free throw thing last year maybe was a mental thing and a fluke. We know that free throws can be a mental game. So... I was hopeful that he could turn that around and on the season so far I believe he's shooting about 60 or sorry 76 77 percent so he's back to his old ways prior to last year number nine in nine cat on the season and Allen number five in the last 30 days putting up about 16 and 15 with 3.4 blocks 63 percent from the field 77 from the line Absolute monster, and like like you, I'm I'm not really worried about Nurk. Maybe he comes back, maybe he doesn't, but I, I think he's going to be limited enough that there'll be plenty of meat left on the bone, so to speak, for Hassan Whiteside. So pretty stoked about him. Yeah, l- lucky you, you were braver. I mean, not even braver. You seemed like you knew you knew what you were getting out of him, and I, I kind of avoided him, and I seriously regret that because this is an incredible season he's been having. Yeah, it's been a fun ride. I hope he keeps it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it for the Blazers. Uh, the Knicks, however, have been far more interesting as of late. Why don't you take it away here? Yeah, kind of crazy. They've now won three straight, and look at this. In the new decade, they're undefeated. <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, Taj Gibson continues to start, only gets limited minutes. Uh, not worth a pickup. Our guy, Mitch Robb, had 27 minutes off the bench. Shot, I believe I, I read this was a franchise record, 11 of 11 from the field for 22 points, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, 1 block. Uh, he's definitely trending up on the season now. He's uh, built upon what he did, uh, built upon the slow start. And now he's number 60 on the season in 9-cat. In the last month, he's number 41 on the strength of 12-8 and eight with 2.0 blocks. And we saw last year, I believe, I don't know if it was season numbers. I, I For some reason, the number 2.7 is in my head. Uh, for his blocks. I'm pretty sure that was his season number. So he's actually still got room to come up. Uh, I, I continue to think that he's he's a buy low. Uh, maybe this is the best we get. Maybe him coming off the bench for mid to high 20s, which is more than, more than he needs to be an amazing fantasy contributor. Julius Randle, this guy has been taking a lot of heat in fantasy for his percentages and his turnovers. A lot of people uh, calling him one of the worst picks of the draft this year. Um, I don't own him in many spots. Actually, I don't think I own him in any. On the season rank in 9-cat, he's number 190. But he's trending up in the last month. He's number 90. And in the last 14 days, he's number 32. And that span averaging 26-9, and 2.4 triples. And his percentages are at 50% and 85%. And his broadest turnover is down to 2.4. I'm sure that's a limited sample size, but he's definitely doing a lot better. And... He says he's been fitting with the offense. So I actually know somebody who traded traded away Jonas Valanciunas for Julius Rando and Carmelo Anthony, uh, one of my buddies. And I was like, I don't know if I would do that, man. I, I would keep JV. And since that trade, Randall's just been lights out. So, yeah, definitely good news if you, uh, if you bought low on him. 
Marcus Morris, I uh, continue to think, as most people do, that he's probably a sell high. In the last 30, 30 days, his season rank has dropped where he was, I want to say, a third rounder at some point earlier in the season. Now he's down to number 97 on the season. 7 of 19 from the field tonight for 18 points, 7 boards, 3 assists. You know he's going to score a lot. He's going to usually hit you some threes and get some steals. But who knows what's going to happen in the later half of this season. So if I own him, I'm trying to move him. RJ Barrett, he's not really a standard league guy as much as people want him to be. In the last month, he's number 297. You know, he kills your percentages. You know, he's not good in the turnovers or defensive categories. So I've seen him dropped in a couple leagues and I haven't picked him up. Maybe, I don't think he can get much worse. So maybe he has a better second half. Uh, Alfred Payton. He's starting now, seems to be the point guard of choice. However, DSJ wasn't playing tonight. Uh, he's really there as an assist specialist. In the last month, he's averaging 6.7 assists, 1.3 steals. Those are really the only reasons you ride him. And assists are really hard to find off the wire. So I understand if he's he's one of the, the last guys on your bench riding him for those assists. Other than that, Frank Nilakina got 9 points, 10 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, 1-3. He has a pretty well-rounded game, but he doesn't see these minutes every night. They're they're really riding Peyton right now, so I wouldn't be picking him up in standard leagues. Other than that, that's about all I got on these guys. Alan, what's your take on the Knicks? Um, yeah, no, you covered all the big ones. Um, I, I like, you know, I, I'm, I'm so... I've got Mitchell Robinson as in many places as I can, and particularly in a keeper league I'm in where he basically won me the championship last year. So I've been all about everything that we've seen out of him in the new coaching change. Uh, he's getting more opportunity, and uh, the key to his success is to stay out of foul trouble. And tonight, it's worth noting, he only had one. Uh, whenever he, whenever you get nights like that, you know that Robinson's going off. It's the, it's the key to his to his early round pace, and I think I wrote this down here. It, with the new coaching staff in place, Mitchell Robinson is now all the way up to top 20 in nine-category leagues. Wow. I think that is a 12-game sample size. So it, it's the, the, minutes are the, the minutes are there for him now. He's up, they're up four minutes from where they were when he was playing under Bisdale, uh, 21. Now he's up to 25. That's the money. That's where you need him to be to get that value. Um yeah, if you can get him now, you should definitely get it soon because once that season rank starts getting farther and farther up, these guys who maybe haven't caught on to how well he's been so far, they're not going to want to let go. So I'm all for the buy low that you recommended earlier, Kurt. Um, and yeah, I guess the other thing of note here is that this was Reggie Bullock's first game in New York. He had 15, uh, he played 15 minutes off the bench. Uh, Nothing to do about that one except to maybe just file it away that he's on the team. Uh, you know, New York, they're just letting all these veteran guys get in at some point and play big roles for different stretches. And Bullock in the past has been a decent three-point shooter with a, an ability to get you a steal here and there. So, yeah, just remember he's there. I don't think he's going to take much away from any of the players who matter in New York, um, unless there's an injury of sorts. And, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of it for the, the Knicks side of things. Yes, sir. Should we hop over to the Timberwolves and the Bucks? Uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Um, we can start off with the, the Timberwolves side of things. This was a, a really close game, like a really close game, back-and-forth sort of deal. Um, 
this yeah i made the joke about the blazers maybe having a new year's eve hangover maybe that the the title for that goes to the bucks tonight for letting the timberwolves uh only beating them by two in this one um yeah yeah i mean both teams shot horribly from the field we'll start off i guess with the main guy in minnesota and that's gorgie gang who is become the return to fantasy relevance over this last eight-game stretch with Carl Anthony Towns out with that knee issue. Jang has got 24 minutes in this ballgame, uh, only shot 4 or 14 from the field, but still managed to get some stuff for you, 15 points, 6 rebounds, an assist, and a block. It was just not a good ballgame by any means, but heading into tonight, Jang, without Carl Anthony Towns, has been playing at a top 30 rate. Uh, he should be owned everywhere. And it's anyone's it, honestly, there's not been any positive reporting coming out of Minnesota about Carl Anthony Towns situation. Uh, in fact, the most stories that we're hearing these days are that he is discon- he, he's not happy there and he wants to be traded. Uh, you know, he's only missed five games total in his whole career. And now he's up to eight in this particular stretch. So I'm just holding on to Jang as hard as I can. I mean, he's an obvious streamer streamer guy. Um, who knows how long he has the he will maintain the mantle here? But just so you know, I mean, it's early round stuff that he's been providing on this shorthanded uh, Timberwolves team so far. So that's pretty good out of him. Another guy who had a pretty decent well, uh, yeah, another guy who had a decent game tonight was Robert Covington. Only seven points on two of four shooting, but he also had eleven rebounds, three assists, three steals, a block, and a three pointer. That's actually a really good nine cat line. The points aren't great, but he didn't kill you. From the uh, from the floor with the only four shot attempts and he hit both of his free throws. Uh, the defensive stats have definitely been coming back for him over the last few games. He's been a guy who's been struggling a bit with all of these main key players for the Wolves out. Uh, I think oh, heading into tonight's game, he was actually outside of the top 100 during this stretch without Carl Anthony Towns. It was 105 in nine category leagues. Uh, tonight's game will obviously help him get back up into that one top 100 range. I'm not concerned about him, except for the fact that he could be a shutdown candidate if he stays on the Wolves all year and they're this bad. Because uh, they're, you know, with his injury history, you definitely don't want to roll him out for um, for games that you don't need him to. So uh, I keep my eye on that. But aside from that, you know, Covington is coming around with the defensive stats, and I'm all for that as long as he's getting them. Elsewhere, Shabazz Napier on the team, uh, he started tonight in place of Andrew Wiggins, who's out with an illness. Uh, he he had 22 points with six rebounds, three assists, four three-pointers, and a block shot on seven of 13 shooting from the floor. It was a really good game for him, and he's a decent streaming guy as long as all of these players are out for the Timberwolves, particularly Wiggins and Jeff Teague, who was out of this game with a knee issue. Whenever... Uh, I'd I, I say either of those two come back, he's probably a drop, but he might have a game or two left in him to get you some points and some three-pointers. So you have that there. Uh, Jarrett Culver, the rookie with the horrible shooting stroke, has been having a couple of good games of late. He had 10 points in this ballgame with eight rebounds, five assists, a steal, and a block on five of 14 shooting from the floor. The, the rub with him is that as long as those percentages, and they're both of them are really bad, by the way, as long as they're both like really bad you can't use him you just you can't get away with it he's much more of a points league guy uh the upside's definitely there he's very he's a very interesting versatile wing but 
you're probably doing yourself a disservice if you're holding on to him at this point right now. And then uh, let's see here. We have Kalen Martin, who is in the starting lineup. Um, Kellen? Kalen? Yeah, I'm not he, sure he, on that one either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Learning a whole bunch of new names in the new year. Maybe that should be my resolution. Um, <laughs> but Martin in this ballgame, he started with 20. He started, he had 24 minutes, uh, and he didn't do much with them. Three points on one three-pointer. Had three rebounds, two assists, and two block shots. Uh, nothing really to do about that there. And then yeah, there's a, a medley of different guys scoring in double figures off the bench. We won't have to, we won't go through all of them, but it's worth touching on a guy like Josh Kogi, who had 26 minutes in this one, 12 points, four rebounds, an assist, and two steals. He's a guy I was actually like kind of excited for heading into year two because he was a nice sort of end of bench defensive specialist at points during his rookie season. But this year it just hasn't, it just hasn't worked out for him. Uh, he's been left in the rip. He keeps, uh, he's not getting uh, cracks at the rotations uh, quite as much as I thought he would. Uh, Jared Culver, you know, heading into the starting lineup over him, I thought was interesting, as a Travion Graham, even more so, who also did not play tonight with an illness. Um, but, yeah, he's just – I wish he were better, but he just hasn't been worth it in any sort of setting so far this year, and he's just not owned anywhere, which is just it's sad. I, I'm rooting for Josh Kogi. Hopefully he gets to turn it around and get some more rotation – run at some point uh g league call up nas reed had 18 minutes in this game and he scored 11 points two rebounds assist a block and two three-pointers uh he's not a, a fantasy relevant guy but he does have interesting uh, an interesting stat set and i think he's one of those guys you think about when the timberwolves are all bottomed out and they're just shutting that shutting it all down for the season that's a dude who's probably going to play a lot so just file him away for now. Keep him in mind for later. And yeah, that's pretty much it from the, my view on the Timberwolf side of things. What do you make of this, Kurt? Man, you nailed everything. Um, I had the same stat written down about Towns with the, the missed games being more than his whole career. And then just to echo what you said on Jang, man, he has been a monster. You, you talked about his top 30 value with Towns out in that span of seven games without tonight factored in. He's hitting 1.93 pointers, which is the surprising part for me. Well, it's all surprising, but that's the most surprising. 13 points, almost 11 rebounds, 2.0 steals, and 0.9 blocks. Just a beast. I've seen him, you know, picked up pretty much everywhere, and I understand it. He's been great, and each time I'm like, ah, Towns will probably be back tomorrow. I'll leave him out there. He gets picked up in one league. Ugh. Oh, that was another great game. Uh, Towns will probably be back in the next couple days. I'll leave him out there. And now, I think it was just a couple days ago, his last game. And I'm like, okay, I don't know when Towns is going to be back. I just need to scoop this guy up everywhere, check my leagues, and he was 100% owned in, in my league. So, <laughs> pretty bummed there. And, you know, yeah. who, who knows when Towns is going to come back. It could be the next game. But if not, you can't you can't deny that, that value that he's giving you right now. I think he's super eager to have a chance he was he was a decent fantasy owned probably I mean before Towns came into the league and then he just basically vanished into his shadow and was almost unheard of so I think he's eager to prove himself you know maybe get paid next time that opportunity comes up if he's available in your league shoot I would say even in ten teamers if you have if you have somebody to cut at the end of your bench I would I would be picking him up everywhere also yeah, he- uh, really like your take on Nas Reed that one slipped under my my radar and I know. Um, one of our buddies, you know, Coach Sarvati, is super high on Nas Reed. He, he talked about all these rookies coming in prior to the season. I know he was high on him, so 
I really like your take on that guy. I'll be I'll be keeping an eye out on him. Um, yeah, he's got. Gonna... Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just I was. I like gushing about Nas Reed too. I love watching him at LSU, and it's cool to see him getting some NBA stuff going already. I, I'm just I'm a, I'm a big fan in that respect. Yes, sir. You got any final takes on these Wolves, Alan? Not at all. Other than I wish I didn't drop Jang when I picked him up for two games because I assumed that Carl Anthony Towns was coming back. Right. And I, I missed out on a whole lot after that. So. Hey, that's great. Hey, that, that'll it'll be painful for both of us. <laughs> Yeah, misery does love company. It certainly does. You yeah. want to hear about these bucks? I would love to hear about these bucks. Alrighty, so uh, yeah, barely barely squeaking this one out tonight. Uh, Giannis went for thirty-two points, seventeen boards, four assists, two blocks, three three-pointers, missed five free throws. But at this point in the game, you know what you're getting with him. Chris Middleton had a little bit of an off shooting tonight, off shooting night tonight. Five of eighteen from the field, still chipped in thirteen points. Eight rebounds, four assists, two steals, two threes. Uh, apart from the subpar shooting, solid line from him. Brooke Lopez had a nice line, 11 points, four boards, three assists, one steal. Didn't hit any threes today, but gave you six blocks. That's that's monstrous from Brooke. Also saw 31 minutes tonight, which he doesn't often get that high. Eric Bledsoe, they're slowly ramping him back into form. Only saw 20 minutes tonight, but it's still higher than the last game. 10-6 and six with two assists, two blocks. He'll be just fine once he's ramped up. Uh, Wes Matthews was out tonight with a right thigh issue. So Dante DiVincenzo continues to start. Six points, eight rebounds, two assists, one steal, no threes tonight. Uh, I think he's more of a deep league guy. I could understand if you were stream, streaming him recently, but I think he's uh, due to trend down unless we see some more injuries with these bucks. Off the bench, George Hill has been probably the biggest story here outside the main stars. He had five points, one rebound, two assists. Not his best line, but in the last 30 days, he's been number 89 on the season in a nine cap. In only 20 minutes, on the strength of some elite efficiency, I believe I heard uh, Dan Bespris say he's, I don't know how you you, uh, come up with this stat, but he said that he was... I think number one in the league for efficiency uh, in this span on the strength of 59.6% from the field and 90.5 from the free throw line. Also chipping in 11, three and about three assists and almost two three pointers. So off night for him, but he's been a decent standard league guy in the last 30 days. So I would give him another couple more games to see what happens there. Other than that, Alan, these guys are kind of the usual suspects, unless I'm missing anything. I mean, I guess Pat Connaughton saw 26 minutes, but only had 7-6 and six with a 3. Uh, gosh, even in deep leagues, it's hard to count on anyone here. What, what What's your take on these guys? Did I miss anything? No, you, you nailed it all. And like you said, I mean, there's not there's not many guys to talk about with the Bucks. It's basically four guys that you're mostly concerned with. And then there's the two guys who... Whenever there's injuries with this Bucks team, Dante DiVincenzo and George Hill are uh, two guys that you should always keep in mind. I, I really do love what George Hill has done this year. And before Bledsoe went out, he was sort of bordering that top 100 uh, area like you were talking about. Yeah. The efficiency stuff is just nuts. I mean, the guys, he is he, just working in Co- Coach Budenholzer's system. Just, just, he's fine-tuned with it. It is 
just it's really fun watching him just glide uh, to the hoop and get those just, just get the buckets the rate the rate that he's getting them. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that he's worth keeping your eye on. And if you have him, just hold for like another game or two. You know, he didn't see a ton more minutes while Bledsoe was out. I mean, obviously he had a bigger role, so he had accumulated more stats. But he's still playing that low twenty minutes role that you need out of him to get the value and. With percentages that good, it's kind of hard to find off your wire. So I, I'm a big George Hill guy, but I also am realistic, and he's probably very fringe standard leaguey if yeah. he does maintain value with the healthy guys moving forward. Right. I'm with you. On but that. yeah, that's uh, that's it for the Buck side of things. I think. Yes, sir. Uh, should we take a moment and talk about our our good buddies, my bookie? I think we should. Well, already. So. As some of you may know, we're partnered with uh, MyBookie.ag. And, you know, watching these games is fun, but what what makes them even more fun is throwing a few dollars on them, seeing if you can come out on top. Place your next bet at MyBookie.ag, our online partner at The Hoob, and sign up for a new account and use the promo code BOXSCORE, as in the show tonight, B-O-X-S-C-O-R-E, one word. Uh, again, bo- that's the word box score. And my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus on up to $1,000. Just nuts. Uh, head there now. Again, that's mybookie.ag. And the promo code is BOXSCORE. B-O-X-S-C-O-R-E. Do you have any uh, anything you'd like to add on my bookie, Alan? All I'd like to add is that if you guys are betting already, you should definitely use my bookie. You're there reliable, and they are working hard with us here at Hoopball to give you guys a good product. So sign up today. Use that promo code BOXSCORE. Yes, sir. So with that, we'll move on to our final game of the night, which is only a few seconds away from going final. But in all reality, it ended in the first quarter. This was just uh, the, the, the this was a blow. Don't let the final score uh, fool you. The Lakers completely dominated the Suns in this one. Uh, right from the get-go, it was showtime. I'm pretty sure if you go up on, if you, any of you go on Twitter, you'll see at least three Anthony Davis poster dunks all from that quarter. So check that out. But we'll start with the the lowly Suns in this one. And there's actually a bit of injury news that came uh, through the wire about ten minutes ago. Ricky Rubio had to limp off to the locker room. He appeared to be in a ton of pain, and it is it, it, he did not return to this ball game. Uh, I didn't see it. I don't know what happened to him. But we do know that Rubio is one to, you know, he, he's kind of injury prone. It's not anything I'm reading right now is not really positive on it. So if he were to miss time, it will be a sort of committee situation between Javon Carter, Elia Kobo and Tyler Johnson picking up the slack at point guard. Um, and I guess Devin Booker, too, will also be playing probably more than any of them. Frankly, he'll be playing. He'll be doing a lot more playmaking for the team should Rubio miss time. I don't think that there's really an ad. I guess it's the bottom line there. Should he, should he miss it? So keep that in mind. Rubio, for by the way, he finished the night on six points, nine assists, five rebounds, a steal, and a triple on two of seven shooting from the floor in t- just 26 minutes. Devin Booker led the team in scoring with 32. Uh, he had a three-pointer, two rebounds, seven assists, and a steal, and six turnovers in this one. Aaron Baines got the start tonight, though DeAndre Ayton saw the minutes. Uh, Baines in this one had four points, five rebounds, two assists, and a block shot in just 21 minutes. He's 
basically a drop as far as I'm concerned in standard leagues. It's it's over, I think, for Aaron Baines, despite the fact that the Suns were playing pretty well with him uh, starting. This is still they're they're going to invest time in DeAndre Ayton, and he, Baines is just not going to have enough role to 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 matter. Uh, much to my chagrin, I, I really appreciated uh, that that stretch that he had where he was just hitting three pointers left and right and dominating. But those days are done for now. Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, had another really good ball game. He had 26 points in this one, six rebounds, three assists, three steals, and three three pointers. He continues to be uh, beating his ADP, and that should continue for the foreseeable future. Dario Saric got the start, but he only played 14 minutes. He scored four points, a rebound, grabbed a rebound, and dished out one assist. Uh, elsewhere on the team here, DeAndre Ayton, as I mentioned earlier, he came off the bench, but he had no minutes restrictions tonight. He played a full 31. He had 16 points, grabbed 14 rebounds, had two assists, a steal, and a block. So, uh, Ayton owners are probably going to love to see that because that's there's not been a lot to cheer about for his season in fantasy so far this year between the suspension and the injury. Maybe he, we're about to see him finally get into some consistency and really start to develop in his second season. So that's a very encouraging line there. And uh, that's kind of it. Uh, McCall Bridges played 25 minutes off the bench, but he didn't do all that much. He scored four points, grabbed seven rebounds, and had an assist and blocked one shot. And, yeah, I mean, the Suns are... I mean, we're barreling towards this Ricky Rubio injury potentially being out for some time here. Uh, Kurt, who would do you? Uh, where do you fall on that sort of deal? Do you think that there's anything to be done with it? Uh, I, if I were to do anything, I might, I might lean Mikhail Bridges. Uh, he saw twenty the twenty five minutes tonight. I don't know if that'll be continuing, like like you said, uh, with with some of the other guards. Maybe they lean a different way, but just for the upside. If I were to make a preemptive ad, uh, I, w- I would maybe look at Bridges. He had that decent run that seemed to get some of the coaching staff's uh, trust recently. I'm I'm not rushing to pick him out and uh, pick him up in twelve teamers, but maybe a fourteen or sixteen teamer if you have somebody to drop. And other than that, I I like your your take on uh, Baines. I I rode him for a while, and this is this is probably where the the train has just. Uh, you know, driven off the tracks. So, unfortunately, you can probably find better on your wire if you want to trot him out there for another game or two and see what happens. Couldn't blame you there. And I was just really hoping that DeAndre Ayton, man, he had that that slow game in his return. Um, I was really hoping that he would go out there and put up another dud. In his last game, you know, his, his first game back, six points, 12 boards in only 20 minutes. And you know his owners are frustrated with him with the suspension, coming back one game, getting injured again. If he did that again, I, I feel like you could probably get him for pretty cheap. But unfortunately, put up a decent line tonight. Other than that, not much, man. It's it's kind of a trash heap here on the bench. I, I liked how we were both rooting for a bad DeAndre Ayton game tonight because you're, to- <laughs> you, you're absolutely right. This was... That would be a great buy low opportunity. I know that everyone's just, you, you held on to him for so long, and you're just like, this is a second round guy, and I'm getting second round value for him. Yeah. But you would definitely have been able to find some uh, owners who were just so pissed off that you just got to, you, you could just snag him. Oh, but that might have, that might have ended tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think so too, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I guess that's about it for the Phoenix side of things. Uh, 
yeah, Bridges is an interesting guy. You just kind of hope that the the consistency, uh, trust that the coaching staff is there. But I think I I I, I like your take in that. I'll trust him more than any of these backup point guards for sure as a potential standard league pickup. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch him see what happens. I, I like those steals numbers probably just as much as anyone, but uh, in most leagues, I don't have anyone that I would be cutting for him in most twelve teamers. Yeah, uh, agreed. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I do either. All right. Well, the, by the way, the game just went final. One seventeen Lakers beat the Suns, by, who had scored one hundred seven in this game. Yes, sir. Um, on the Lakers side, we saw Anthony Davis get 38 minutes, which is nice. He's been uh, day-to-day a lot of this season. 26 points for him, 11 boards, 2 assists, 1 block, 1-3. One uh, good efficiency. LeBron James, I believe he's leading the league in assists this year. 31 points, 13 rebounds, 12 assists, 2 steals, 1 block, 1-3. One uh, 75% from the free throw line and 11 of 21 from the field. After that, as it's been kind of this whole season, in terms of standard 12-team value, kind of falls on off a cliff after that. So what I did was try to squeeze anything out of this team here, and I arranged uh, by Yahoo's ranks for the last 14 days. Average, other guys that were kind of fringy, KCP in the last five games is averaging almost 14 points and three threes. On great efficiency, 57% from the field, 83% from the free throw line. He tonight saw 25 minutes for three points and a three, so uh, kind of throws water on that if you picked him up. Avery Bradley had a solid game, started, saw 30 minutes, 18 points, five boards, one assist, three steals. Uh, Not trusting him either. I understand if you have Danny Green for the defensive stats and threes, Tonight, no defensive stats, had one three, nine points. And Kyle Kuzma, who's not been a standard league guy pretty much all season, uh, he's had a decent run in his last, let's see, in his last five games, he scored 19, 0, 24, 25, 16, and hitting three threes, 0, 3, 4, 1. So he's been okay for a three-point streamer. And he's getting averaging just under one steal in that span. I don't think he's a standard league guy, but if you really need some threes, and these Lakers would really like to have a consistent scorer after LeBron and AD, I couldn't fault you for picking him up and seeing how it goes, but he's more of a 14-teamer, I would say. Uh, JaVale McGee had three blocks and a steal in 19 minutes. Dwight Howard, 8 points, 4 rebounds, 1 steal. In 16 minutes, they kind of cancel each other out in terms of standard leagues. And other than that, Alan, here, I'm just I'm just uh, grasping his draws here. Uh, <laughs> what's your take on these Lakers? Is anything emerging that I'm, I'm missing here? Uh, no, there's really not. This is The Lakers are one of my least favorite teams to talk about uh, from a fantasy perspective, just because, which is usually the case with all LeBron James teams. They all kind of are built the same way, comprised of the same amount of players. And you you know where all the stats are going. So there's just, yeah, there's nothing interesting here. Uh, KCP was definitely, I actually noticed that too. He was a little doing like, you know, a nice little uptick for him as of late. He was bordering around that standard league, uh, sort of a valuation point that you would need to pick him up. But, a, I don't trust the, I don't trust that long term really at all, and 
be. You know, we saw what happened tonight. He just sort of fell off. So, yeah, it's pretty much same old, same old here. Uh, if LeBron James ever went down for this team, I'd have no idea what to do. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no um, immediate winner there at all. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's the box score breakdown. I think it is good, sir. The first one of the year. We uh, The first box we, score breakdown I think we brought us into 2020 pretty nicely. I think so, too. And if you all agreed, then you should give us a shout-out on Twitter. Share the love. You can follow me at Alan Strokey. That's A-L-A-N-S-R-O-C-H-I. Kurt, where can the good people follow you? Uh, you can find me at my pretty messy Twitter, <laughs> Captain Canegis, C-A-P-T-C-A-I-N-E-G-H-I-S. Uh, or it's probably in the description if you want to follow me there. Uh, hit Alan and I up on Twitter. We're pretty good at getting back to you on your, your questions, your ads, your drops, your trades, uh, in a pretty pretty timely fashion, even here in the holiday season. We're always at it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next week. Enjoy 2020, everyone. Have a good night. Have a good one. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.